church, it's so good to be back. Hallelujah. Miss you too. We're watching every Sunday. It was so beautiful. Can we celebrate everyone? Let's celebrate all the leaders. Let's celebrate all the workers. Let's celebrate all the members, all our visitors. Can you celebrate Emmanuel, Minister Emmanuel? That was a powerful word. Can you celebrate Minister Maureen? That was a powerful word. Can you celebrate the choir? Can you celebrate the ushers, the welfare, the technical crew, the media team, everyone for doing a great job. Amen. There's something Emmanuel said that even so strongly. We're going to have a brief workers' meeting afterwards because we, know, we need to know what time it is. There's something God is doing. We're excited to be part of it in Jesus' name. All right, quickly this morning, the Lord has given us a word. This word has been on my heart for months. I didn't know when he was going to release it, but this morning we're going into it. Somebody say contentment, contentment. is great gain. Hallelujah. So Lord, we invite you, God, let your word come with power. Let your word come with grace. And let it shift and change our lives. Let it bless us. Let it prune. Let it expose and let it heal in the name of Jesus. Above all, our lives will continually go from glory to glory, reflecting you in Jesus' name. I want to celebrate our girlfriend, Uluwali. Can we celebrate Uluwali? Um, one of our online friends. If you are consistent on, yes, yeah, some people are least out. Yeah, that's the brother. Yes. If you are present online all the time, you know. It's so good to see some people that join church online. A big shout out. Chistic sense is love. And people are doing well. Amen. Praise God. If you look at the dictionary meaning of contentment, it's a state of happiness and satisfaction. Contentment isn't an excited kind of happy. It is more like a peaceful ease of mind. It is being satisfied with what you have. Whatever that is, you might have a sense of contentment knowing you have a cup of hot chocolate and a good movie to watch. Or you might have experienced contentment thinking about the vast estate you just purchased in the Hamptons. Whatever is going on in your life, you are pleased about it. That's the dictionary meaning of contentment. Now, I want to look at the scripture, for, um, um, Philippians chapter 4, verse 10 to 13. I'm going to read different translations. Amen. A lot of times we read scriptures and sometimes we don't catch the context and we miss out on the real gist of that scripture. Philippians 4, 10 to 13. For those watching online, we celebrate you. It's so good. I know how it is. I've, I'm, I've been online for like three weeks and yeah, it's great. Amen. We love you all. I really honor you. We're friends. Very good friends. So Philippians 10, 4 verse 10 to 13. Verse 10, say Amen. Wow, you're not there. If you're there, say amen. 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 Alright. I'm going to read different translation. First is NLT. Now I praise the God. I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you've always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help. Not that I was ever in need, for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost anything or with everything. I've learned the secret of life in I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty or with plenty or little. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. How many of you know that scripture? How many of you know that scripture? How many of you have quoted that scripture? I can do all things. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to use the voice translation. It says, I could hardly contain my joy in the Lord when I realized you started to show your care for me once again. Since you have not had, since you have not had the opportunity to show how much you cared until now, I want you to know how I am touched, how much it touched me. 
I'm not saying this because I'm in need. I have learned to be content in whatever circumstance. I have known how to survive in tight situations. And I know how to enjoy having plenty. In fact, I have learned how to face any circumstance, hungry, fed, with or without. I can be content in and every situation through the anointed one who is my power and my strength. The Amplified Version says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that now at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned about me before, but you had no opportunity to show it. Not that I speak from any personal need, for I've learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy. Is somebody following me? Regardless of my circumstance, I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In and every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing life. Whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having abundance or being in need, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens me and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses with me inner strength and confident peace. The message translation, I am glad in God for far happier than you will ever guess. Happy that you are again showing strong concern for me. Not that you ever quit praying and thinking about me. You just had no chance to show it. Actually, I don't have a sense of needing anything personally. I've learned by now to quit to, I've learned by now to be quite content whatever my circumstance. In, in, I'm just as happy with little as, as with much. With much as with little. I found the recipe of being happy whether full or hungry. Full, hands full or arms empty. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything. In the one who makes me happy, who makes me who I am. I don't mean that you... I don't mean that your help don't, doesn't mean anything to me. It did. It was a beautiful thing that you came along my side. Another translation. Are we good? Hallelujah. Praise God. Another translation says, my heart, my heart overflows with joy when I think of how you demonstrated love to me by your financial support for my ministry. For even though you have so little, you still continue to help me at every opportunity. I'm not telling you this because I'm in need. I've learned to satisfy my circumstance. I know what it means to lack. I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I'm trained to the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I found the strength of Christ's explosive power infusing me. Somebody say amen. For some of you, I hope that's the longest scripture you have read in a long time. But did you catch the gist? A lot of us go with, I can do all things to Christ's strength. The context of that scripture was Paul was saying, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me because I have learned how to be content in plenty or in little. Please, can I have my phone? I want to quickly check something. In plenty or in, or in little. He said that the first verse, thank you, the one, of the one of the verses I read was so lovely. He says that I have learned how not to be disturbed and not to be uneasy in any season. And in any situation. I was teaching last week and I said, do you understand that seasons determines the structure and the system in which you operate in and you do life? There was a season where God was talking to them about manna and the idea was pick enough for each day and on the sixth day you can pick double. But there was another man in scripture the Lord told him to eat for the journey is far. One meal sustaining for 40 days. What am I saying? There are systems and structure in which you have to do life. 
that if you don't understand the season you are in you will waste that season grumbling about what you don't have the question is is God faithful yes he is Paul was saying I've learned to I can do all things it is I can do all things because the season has changed for good he's saying when whatever season I find myself I can do all things that is the faithfulness of God I can do all things in little I can do all things in plenty I've learned I've, he said one says I've learned the secret of life whether hungry or fed I've learned the secret of life somebody say amen and this is very important guys because you see let's take note from this scripture number one contentment can be developed or learned is more like a skill he didn't say that I, and it gave me contentment he said I have learned to be I have learned to be content meaning you can choose not to learn it meaning you can live life and not be content meaning you can always live perpetually in the season or in, in with anxiety it's a skill it's like the fruit of the spirit it's not a gift amen tell to your neighbor contentment it's not a, it's not a gift you have to learn it so that means it, it was in the, how do you learn by being in the season how do you learn by going through so it must have been a season when he had nothing he had to learn what does it mean to learn you have to find out god what am i to, how am i to thrive in this season children of israel take manna every day and on saturday take double okay god i'm earning thirty thousand. how am i to live in this season meaning that your cry for more because you are in a season be sure it's not void of contentment a lot of times i'm not saying such people have always wondered what is the thin line between complacency and contentment we'll get there but contentment is a state of being being at peace a state of 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 rest regardless of the season a state of gratitude a state of of of, of revelation of the goodness of god the goodness of god does not know season is somebody with me God is good regardless of the season you are in. There's a man under the bridge that is thanking God that there's a bridge he can sleep under. And whilst is, we don't have to wait for such to give an example. But you see, the next thing I want to say, seasons or things should not determine your contentment. If you don't have content, see, Paul said, I've learned to abound and abase. I've learned how to be okay in good times and in bad times. Plenty. But you see, that switch is what a lot of believers don't do right now. Because we have a gospel that has been passed on to us. That is void, that makes you think that it's every, every season. You will go through seasons you don't understand. If you lose contentment in your season, you are not functioning at your best. Am I saying it's easy? No, that's why you learn it. And so you know that whatever you learn, you grow better with it. You grow better with it. The more you practice... That means, for, what, what does that mean for us? Any season you find yourself, you must understand that there's a way of escape. Whatever you're going through, you must understand that there is a perfectness of God either to bring you out of it if you entered it wrongly or perfectness of God to help you through it. I love this story a lot. Jeremiah 29. I mean, with the scripture we quote, the promise of the week, I, and the, God has a good plan for you, plan of good and evil. The context of that scripture, plan of good and not of evil, the context of that scripture was God was saying, you know what, Mary, you are going to be in Babylon for 70 years. Pray for the blessing of Babylon. Yeah. He said, because the prosperity of the land would imagine, listen to this. You know, we, 
A lot of times we read scripture like a storybook and we think it's just fiction. You understand? Some people captured you, took you to a land to be slaves and God said, pray for them to prosper because their prosperity will determine your prosperity. What does that mean? He said, because people were giving them word, you are coming out. He said, I didn't send those prophets. You are going to be here for 70 years. So for 70 years, ask the Lord. So some of you are in seasons that there's nothing you want to do. And someone said, you don't tell, you, you, you can, you know, it's funny. <laughs> you can elongate a season. But I'm not sure if you can determine that the season, like the change etc. You can't. However, that God decide that Mary is the one I will pick to be the mother of Jesus. You know you don't have a control. You don't have control over that. Mary didn't choose herself. God chose her. And that singular act of being chosen kicked that into what? A season. Is it possible that your season are a reflection of God's choice of, over your life? Is it possible that some things are a reflection of is calling upon your life. Um, Elizabeth is going to be the mother of John the Baptist. Can you hear me good? Elizabeth is going to be the mother of John the Baptist. But look at what's going on. Because she's going to be the mother of John. Who is John the Baptist? Is it possible your destiny, yes, determines the processes you go through? So when the Bible says that you must have good, you must have contentment. You, contentment will deliver you from comparison. Because you see, if you have contentment, you know that God is good in your life, is working something, you can't be comparing yourself to your neighbor. Your neighbor is not the mother of John the Baptist. So your neighbor might not have a need to wait for how long to give birth to a child. Are you aware that the child that Mary gave birth to, um, Elizabeth gave birth to, the delay was not because of sin. The delay was on purpose. Is somebody with me? Why is the delay on purpose? The forerunner cannot be, cannot be 70 years older than the child. You, you are forerunning that people will say, oh God. You say, the one that's coming, is coming. The one that is coming after me, is coming. And you imagine you are singing that song for 40 years. Hope deferred made the heart sick. People are already sick that the Messiah has not come. You come and stare up again that the one that's coming, is coming. And you now wait another 70 years. You must understand that Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth, the gap between Elizabeth and Mary was wide. But imagine somebody comparing their lives to Elizabeth. So you see why contentment will save you of heartache. Contentment will deliver you of unnecessary tantrums. Hi. And another scripture I love. Hmm. Contentment is, is a very funny something. You know why? The Bible clearly said in scripture. To some he gave five. To some he gave three. To some he gave one. So imagine you don't have contentment. What will happen? Talk to me. So, we are all born, let's say four of us now, Tega, myself, and um, Samuel. Ow, God gave me five. God gave him three. God gave him one. Imagine he's trying so hard to catch up to have five. He will live his life perpetually 
in turmoil, in on, because the, con, see, the basis of contentment is that, let me tell you something, oh, this is so good. One of the basis of contentment is that you are not, the, you are not God. There's something called the selection of grace. There's nothing you can do about it. He said he gave them according to capacity. So he didn't give you the capacity for five. So why do you want to strive to have five? Why don't you take that three and maximize it? Con lack of contentment will rob you of stewardship. You cannot adequately steward what God has given to you if you don't have contentment. Because you will always be trying to do catch up. There is grace and the grace and strength of God is available through all seasons. Let's look at something else. You see, lack of contentment makes you a restless person. You are never settled. You, you, are, you are not settled in your mind, your body and your spirit. You are always wondering what you are missing out on. What is the next thing? It is lack of contentment is a stiller of peace. It steals your joy. It steals your well-being. It's never, guys, it is never enough. Have you noticed? What makes you, what gives you that sense of enough is contentment. Somebody with me. This phone. Imagine I had to keep changing phone by the new release. This phone, I, 2019 till now. Please, how many updates, upgraded version of Samsung has been made? Anybody? How many can, how many can remember? Um, well, Samsung what now? S what now? They even left the S, they're in the notes. Now they are folding phone. They are twisting phone. My own is straight. Bishop's own is folded. So imagine I'm looking at him every day. I say, I want, see. Hi, let me hold myself. But guess what? The phones are doing the same function. I can was up him, he can was up me. I can zoom, he can zoom. If it's for work, I can receive email, he can receive email. But see, contentment tells you you are missing out. That you see that fold that is folded, you're not folding. He's robbing you of something. That's what lack of contentment does. And you say, no, 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 no. You see the way that person's chest is. Is what is opening the door. So you don't have chest. You are not content. So every upgrade, you see your skin. It has gone beyond taking care of your skin too. No, 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 no. There's a way they look now. Can I tell you something? I don't want to jump, but I think I will jump. Social media is a tool that, you see, Bishop said something yesterday. Social media is a tool. Let me, put, let me say what Bishop said first. He said, we are always alarmed that the things the world created is not helping us to go closer to God. It's your responsibility to use it in a way that will help you go closer to God. Because the world will never create anything to help you. To be more spirit filled. Social media. I, is an, number one. Social media is stealing focus. Before now. You can read book and be okay. You are stopping to read book to check your phone. What are you finding? Created an euphoria. Created a false idea of being needed. That people that you might never meet. People you might never know. So you are okay till you see a post. So as a believer, you must remind yourself anything I engage in the world is to propagate the world. The same way you two are coming to church. It's all the things we are doing in church. Is it to propagate self? We, everybody has an agenda. Our agenda is to propagate the kingdom of God. Somebody's agenda is to propagate the kingdom of my enemy. Finish. But you like what they have. 
And whereas God, might, they may create things that if you don't understand is a tool, you become a tool of that thing. So, contentment is, look at it, I have this phone. Most times, what is wrong in using this phone? For as long as, maybe it's tired, the thing has not finally, is, pro- is a problem. No. And you know that if there is no other version of new phone, you will not bother to get a new one. Con- lack of contentment will make you save your, you will, you will eat your seed. Waste your harvest. And get stranded in life. Lack of contentment will make you to judge God unfaithful for the things He has created to preserve you. No, 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 you can't be. There's a thin line between the desire for more and genuine desire for growth and obsession of not enough. When we say we want more, there's a thin line between that, that desire of more to be a true desire for growth and just a pure obsession because you don't have enough. You think you are not enough. Lack of contentment will make you more more. You are always nagging and complaining. There's nothing good. It can't make you say anything good in your life. No, no, no. There's nothing good. You are the one everything has happened to. No, no. You are not. You don't understand. These clothes will be nice, but am I the only one that can see the... Eh, 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 this clothes now, I don't have the right shoe to go with these clothes. One strong opposite of contentment is covetousness. Somebody say covetousness. What I've been saying all along, what I'm saying that contentment, lack of contentment is, is because to covetousness is. Covetousness is the tenth commandment. Are you aware that covetousness is one of the roots cause to break all other commandments? That shall not covet. Why do you kill? You covet something that's when you kill. Why do you steal? You covet what somebody else has that's what made you steal. If see that last commandment is like signature. That shall not murder. That shall not, and Jesus, God, Jesus put there. That shall not covet. AKA, if you don't covet, you see all these other ones. You won't, at least ninety nine percent of the reason why people do what they do, they won't have to do it. Why do people defraud people? You covet a life that your current state cannot provide. And after a while, you have mastered it so much, it becomes like habit. You don't know how not to. Have you not noticed people win um, lottery and they try? Why? Because you see, when money comes to your hand, it reveals the state of your heart. If you're a content person, you're a conventional person. Because when money comes, the first thing you do with money, the things, when money influence, when it comes, it reveals the state. Because you see, have you noticed, people with a poor mentality, I'm not saying poor because you don't have money, you can be riding the best car, walking in the best place of work, but you're poor. Because it's first mindset. The first thing they do with the money, it shows. Have you watched a movie? Somebody just received money. What did they show? Nest and Boutique. You, no, no, that's not that motion in movie that they don't, don't be sound. Just the person. There. What are they saying? Give me that. Give me that. You see them going to Carlot. <sighs> Can I tell you this? The Hebrew word for covet also means lost. Covetousness is lost. What is the dictionary meaning of covetousness? Marked by an inordinate desire for wealth or possession. For some or for another person's possession, you see that inordinate. I said, What's the meaning of inordinate? Inordinate means unsatiable, never enough, perpetual longing of something. He looked at his boss car with covetous eyes. Example, 
another meaning of covetousness eager or excessive desire especially for wealth or possessions social media often encourages us to compare ourselves to others inspiring covetousness and insecurity <laughs> but it's a tool but the agenda really Somebody said it. We thought it was a joke. Selfie. When it started, selfie, self. So you take a picture of yourself. That's right. But immediately you you take it. You are consumed. You look at yourself. They begin to now. They now give you all kind of app. Is that not covetousness and loss? You put the breast you don't have. You put the hip you don't have. You put the color you don't have. You put the clothes you don't have. You put guys. You put the buff you don't have. You are. You don't stand like this. And no be you. There's something I saw online. Pictures of people that they put the pictures online that they forgot their background. Some people that went to go and post some picture right now, just skinny come, but they forgot their background. Have heard of people that will be going out of the plane? They will be the last to leave. So they will stay by the business class quickly and take picture. So even the body, I heard one recently that blew my mind that people now copy tongues. I said, What? The people now copy tongues. People are now even converting people's tongues. I said, I don't understand. You know, they said, the kind of tongue that sounds very deep. I said, Wow. The audacity for me. We are projecting self, but losing ourselves. Why? It's only through Christ you can really know who you are. What is covetousness? A strong wish to have something, especially something that doesn't belong to you. Covetousness is, a, is, is condemned as a great sin. Materialism or loss. You see, I love this. Manifestation of lack of contentment. What is the manifestation of covetousness? You can find it in scripture. 1 John 2, 16-17. Let's go there. Somebody being blessed today. You see, when the Lord started speaking to this to me, he said, a lot of us, the problem is you need contentment. Your prayers will change when you have contentment. God is not good. Why? If you trace it, you are wearing clothes, it's good enough. But the moment somebody else comes, see, guys, can I tell you something? We're in an era where if there's any message you need to hear all the time, you see that person, Pastor Femi, I don't. Pastor Femi preach about our identity, a retreat. One of the things we're going to be doing, even as a church, I am statement. You must do, you must have I am partner. You I am yourself to you are you are. Because it's so, like, guys, and guess what? It's everywhere. You will never have known that your church is not growing. Once you see somebody has started the church years after you, and you see what they have now. It's so much that people, don't, people are not even, the, the, ah, the kind of people people want in their lives. Picture perfect. So people are trading. Real life investments for flimsy things. First John 2 16 to 17. Again, I'll read different translation. Bear in mind in John chapter in Matthew chapter 4. Mm, let's read the scripture first. Message translation. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world's uh, look at this. Love of the world squeezes out love for the father. You see, when Bible says you cannot serve God and mammon, mammon was not just your naira and dollar. Mammon, he was talking about mammon as a God. You can't serve God and mammon. Why would you compare God and mammon? Mammon is a spirit. 
Meaning, money is, you can worship money. And you know you worship money by the value you place on money. Because whatever you worship, you whatever you exalt, whatever you treasure, you worship. So when it says that if you love God, if your love of the world will squeeze out. You can't love God and mom. You can't love God and world together. It can't work. I said something yesterday. Do you know that being spiritual and yet worldly is trending now? Let me say it again. Why in the era right now where it's like just plus a little bit God is good on nudity and it's to sell. Because you know why? They have realized that they have audience. They have a market in the church. A market, a people that are not fully aware of who they are. There's a market. A people that want to do God and world. And guess what? They are almost more than the people that really want to either do world or church. I'll take that again. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, do not be lukewarm. God, if he prefers that you are cold than you are lukewarm. You know why? Lukewarm looks like you are on fire, but you're not. So you're deceptive. So if you are cold, so we know that we're praying for you to be to come on fire. We know we're evangelizing, but you know you're lukewarm. We don't know where you are. Before we quote the scripture, you have quote five. The Lord God said. Before we say something, you know all the scripture. So we really don't know. We think you're one of us. So we open up the door for you. We bring you in. We'll make you head of department. I say. There's a lukewarmness of inside of you that is sleeping around with all the ladies. All of a sudden, we see that almost all the women in a the place, they are all pregnant. I said, who is the father? But, but I know. Lorira. You know, Lorira. Fire on lies. It's a matter of time. He said, what did he say? I will spill you out. Do you know what that is? That's disgust. You can't be hot or cold. So, Love of the world will squeeze out the love of the Father. I said it again. There's, it's like an industry now. I, I, please, church. Founder of Life Church, Open Nation, worldwide. Hear me? Choose if you want to be naked or you want to dress up. Let's make up our mind today. You know why? This is how some agenda started. And gradually we're losing it. No, a time is coming. We're not careful. Nakedness. We'll go back to Adam. We'll go back. And you must be aware that that's naked and not ashamed. I don't think it's this type that we're doing, no. Because this one is with shame. I, I see weddings. I saw a lady's wedding. Literally, the man is supposed to, 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 and you think, no, even people are broke. People are beginning to complain in the whole wide world. You are, the person was dancing and the thing was jumping. I'm like, what is going on? Kukuma don't wear it. Give us, let's, let's help us, on behalf of your husband, let's just do, let's just do wedding nights in wedding morning. Guys, this, you know why? We are the light of the world. We will take a, a, a industry and say, you know what? Let, see, I'm not asking people to say, but PI too. You must understand that decency is subjective. When you come with all those ideas of the world, okay, it's t- subjective. All right, no problem. So, let your meditation be known unto a man, right? When we both see, is, does breast mean something else to you? When it brings out, you, we are all standing, all of us. Because, you know why I'm saying this? We have made it look like it's okay. So you see, there are a lot of people in church that are truly looking for God. They are struggling with sin. You, you can wear breasts and be okay. Some people, it's from breasts. It goes to hip. It goes to body. It's the slit now for me. It's slit on one side. It's to the front. 
you see, you know, for what you might be able to walk around it, some people cannot. It's the beginning of struggles. I spoke with a woman in the fashion industry. She said, because she has a mandate, and these believers are showing those things. I don't understand you. I don't understand it. And it's not just about clothing. And then you quote and say, so, I don't care if you're a minister in the abroad. Is doing it. What was my business? Is that your standard? Is that the Bible? If you take it, why are you naked? It's stemming from somewhere. There's something that is there. Go tell me it's our culture. Any culture that doesn't align with the world, we flush it. Whether it's foreign culture, whether it's African culture, if it's not in the world, we flush it. Why am I saying this? There are people looking for God. There's an industry now mixing in God. And that is why you, a lot of people are hurt. You, see, you, you think you see your brother. You see your brother in an industry. Oh my God, you prophesied to. Oh, God says the Lord. Hallelujah. You think you have seen brother. Then you go and commune with the brother. And you realize you just, de- you just have it with the devil. That is why in these last days, discernment is key. You judge them by their fruit. You see, when people show you their fruit truly, don't negotiate their gifts. Celebrate the gift. We honor the gift. Glory to God. I won't condemn you. I'll keep praying for you. But show the fruit of me. If it's not that it's a mistake, it's a consistent pattern. I'll keep praying for you. Why am I saying this? This is where we're going. We want a bit of the world. And you can't conquer a world you want what they have. That's why we will not see the kind of power we need to see. Because you give them small money, what will you do with money? An average believer, I'm telling you, a lot of people are using Christian, Christianity as escapism. Yes. Especially in Africa. Because you are inside, that's your, you are using it to panorure. What's panorure in English? You are using it to cover up the... And raise the worry. They bash your car. The only way you show that you don't run mad, you talk to God is good. It's not because you really understand it. It's escapism. It's a way of us being sane. So if you are not careful, people are escaping to, re- to religion, not having a relationship with God. So check, be sure. You know how I know? Enter a system where all these things are working. I mean, a lot of people are losing their faith. This is because they feel like it's scam. I still spoke to somebody so angry that it is religion. Half of the things we pray in Africa is poverty. That's how you see some people who sit there people to be using credit card to pay tithe. Is credit card their money? It is that the idea of credit card is that you are borrowing. Did God say borrow to pay tight? But that's how they function here. So they are in that place and they realize ah, only was, you can't use your credit card to pay where. Or in a system in religion, we want world, we want culture and God together. A culture that talks, use honor to silence people. That is not God. So this contentment, I've digressed, I'm back. I just have to pour out my heart. Please, let's do better. Open nation, let's do better. You can look beautiful. You know, Moji, I can use eyes again. I can use you. I use you. Thank you very much. A while ago, somebody came to church. Years ago, we're in the main church. And the person was an usher. It was such a scandalous thing. I've, I've gone to preach in places that I, I say, thank God, my husband is up here. Because the things I say, me go, I'm like, Holy Ghost. Ah, it's flesh and blood. No seduction. No, 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 no. Don't do that. And that day we cautioned the lady and she said, but your friend does it now. That was the day Remoji knew that she had to take seriously addressing. 
Because then I would say, that, no, they should not follow him, they should follow Jesus. You don't know the gospel. The gospel is our words, our deeds, our life. He said, let your life be an example. You can't tell me that I wear it, it's me, oh, me, I'm okay with it. Whatever will make your brother sin, Bible says, don't do it. If your eyes cut it, it's not literally cut, it's meaning, don't do it. Severe yourself from it. And we decided doing research. And she, one day she came up and said, see, even if royals, they can change their dressing. There's a way they dress, there's a way they function. Why should you be that belongs to the king of kings and the royalty of God? Can we redefine fashion? Can we redefine beauty? It's not just fashion anymore. Even the, in, a woman was crying out because the bomb bomb they do for her, did not work. <laughs> we don't like ourselves anymore. I'm not saying that there are certain surgeries that are necessary because of health condition. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, but the one that is because of what you, hi, the, the bomb will now not run again. Lord, do help us. Oh, was I? <laughs> Guys, we have a generation that is going far away from God. We have a generation that is just, God is just looking for someone that will say, you're beautiful the way you are. A generation that just, you know what, with what you have, let's celebrate. If you're not at feed on Friday, go and look for the recording. The way the early church, everybody brought what they had. That's why in this church, if you sleep as you are, wait with Jesus' joy. I'm bouncing. We love you. We celebrate you. Forget that pastor where he's, he doesn't, he's not by that. We don't care. If he's one shirt you have been wearing since you have been coming, we love you. Come with the shirt. It's the glory of God. We are not about that lifestyle. Don't love the, the ways of the world. Don't love, don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeeze out the love of the Father. Practically everything that goes in the world. Wanting your own way. Wanting everything for yourself. Wanting to imp- appear important. Has nothing to do with the Father. It's just isolate you from Him. The world and its wanting, wanting, wanting is, out, is on the way out. But whoever does what God wants is for eternity. For what the world offers only, for the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure. A craving for everything in see. The pride in our achievement and possession. These things are not from the Father, but from the world. Amplify says, for all that is in the world, the lust and sensation craving of the flesh, the lust and the longing of the eyes, the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources and the stability of earthly things. Does not come from the father but of the world. TPT says, For all the world can offer you is the gratification of your flesh, the allurement of the things of the world, obsession with status and importance. None of these things are from the Lord. So it's status. Status. King James Bashan says, The love, love not the world, neither the things the world have. Um, 16 says that for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the father. Can I tell you something, guys? Take a cue from Solomon. He lacked restraints, and that was the beginning of his undoing. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 10. Solomon, but as Solomon said this, he said, Whatever my eyes looked at with desire, I did not refuse them. I did not withhold my I did not withhold from my heart any pleasure. <laughs> for my heart was pleased because all my over all my labor and was the reward for my labor. You know that's where we are again. I beg you, I've worked hard. So you throw caution in the air. He said, All that my eyes desired, I did not deny them. I did not refuse any pleasure for I took pleasure in all my struggles. I did not refrain from anything my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. I, did, I denied my eyes nothing they wanted. I withhold no pleasure for myself. 
I got whatever I wanted, did whatever made me happy. That was Solomon. I, I, no problem now. We see where he ended. Somebody say contentment. Somebody catching something. When I started studying this, I said, ah, God is a wise God. Though. If you follow God through, through, you have peace of mind. You give abundance. You say, yeah, contentment is godly gain. I didn't put it. Contentment with godliness is what? You know why? You are godly, but you are content. You know, contentment even to the things of God. Now, everybody is desiring some kind of gifts. It's only the prophetic we want. Why? Because you think that prophets are obvious. You can say, oh, hi, brother in the pink suit. You turn back saying, me, yeah, you. Like, oh my God. I see, I see things on, on social media. They will not be asking, should I, should I prophesy? Say, prophesy. Say, pro, 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 pro. What are we doing? Even the one that is a prophet did not model that. The more spiritual you are, the more relatable you will be. That's what we want. So I say, mm, I feel it. I see it. Well done. People that want to prophesy, but they want to spend time in the world. You know, there's a way you can use your gifts to lure people. Your gift, you can project your gift lustfully. And you know what that is? The Jezebel spirit. You know what Jezebel spirit is? It dangles self. Jezebel is self-personified. The God Babala self. What am I saying, guys, to us this morning? If your walk with God doesn't begin to restrain you, there's something wrong with our walk with God. If your walk with God, ah, 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 something happened to me last week. I was about to give them a, just a piece of my, I'm like, God, let me just I, just, I just, I just, I just need to drop it there. Ah, with all tears rolling down my eyes, I kept quiet. I said, wow. And I miss, I call Bishop. Surround yourself with people, no fans. Surround yourself with people that will tell you the truth. They will drag your wig. They will drag you in the mud. I called Bishop. Bishop said, let me see, you can't respond based on the essay. Ah! He said, I said, my, I said see, this reputation thing. You can't save God and try to drag reputation. Your reputation is for dragging. It's for use for the Lord. Just make sure you please God and not to restrain. Have you had to smile to people that are honest in your mind? You're, you're, your heart is doing. I just realized I'm on the stage. I don't want to do. Your heart is doing. But you have to smile. Good morning, brother. It's not pretending. I'm practicing faith. It's love work. I said to him, Father, Lord, help me. If not love, if love of God is not breaking something in you, you are yet to live the world. Love is not, it's not emotion, it's a decision. Love is not emotion. I tell people, God did not say, give access to all. He said, love all men. So you, you put boundaries. But you give love. Benny, master, he take it. He take that way. Because that's how God fought for us. So what am I saying, church? Conversiousness will rob you. Not on conversiousness. The commandment not to convert, convert deals with the issue of envy. A writer viewed the prohibition of coveting. A writer viewed that not coveting is like a fence or boundaries intended to keep you safe distance from every sin of theft, adultery, and murder. Hmm. 
Luke 12, 15. Speaking to the people, Jesus said, Be alert and guard your heart from greed and from always wishing for what you don't have. Scripture. Many. Luke 12, 15. For your life can never be measured by the amount of things you possess. Guys, can we be real? It will never be enough. It will never be enough. It will never be enough. You will want more. You will want more. People have gone from weight loss to be fit, to live a lifestyle that is right. There's now an idol of it. You see, anything that is too much, you do too much for flesh. You can even be, water, taking water can become an idol. Speaking to people who went to pr- pr- take care, protect yourself from the list of greed. Guard your heart and keep free from every covetousness, the immoderate desire for wealth, the greedy longing to have more. For a man's life does not consist in or is not deprived from possessing overflow, abundance, or that which is over and above his needs. I love what my pastor would say whatever I don't need, God don't give me. Give me enough, give me abundance. There's a message Apostle Samuel preached about. Four levels of wealth and some areas you should. You see that labrient lifestyle? Oh my God. It's not the way of the Lord. I'm doing a study about influencing a celebrity for the kingdom. When I'm done, I will let you know. I'm consulting a couple of people. It was one day I just said, wait a minute. God wants you to be influential. If you're here, God, like, for, the, for your level of assignment, he'll give it to you. But you can be influential without being full of self. There are two different things. Because the way we are going, I would say kingdom celebrity. <laughs> Amen. God will give us influence to influence people to do these things. But you see, we are quick to take what the world offers us as new without checking it. What's the heart of it? Because the idea of your influence is to draw people, not to you. The, anything that draws people to just you, and it, if it draws people to you and ends with you, it's no longer kingdom. Kingdom is God will use you to draw when they come to God. Mm. Hebrews 5. Don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have. For you always have God's presence. <laughs> we don't like that. Presence and presence, please. For as he promised you, I will never leave you. Never. I will not lose my grip on your life. So you can say with confidence, I know the Lord is for me. Amplified version, Hebrews 13. 5 to 6. Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money. Including greed, avarice, lust, craving for earthly position. Be satisfied with your presence, circumstance and what you have. For he God himself has said, I will, in any, I will not in any way fail you. I will, give, I will not, not give up on you nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not. <laughs> Amplified. In any degree, leave you helpless or forsake you. For we take comfort and, you know, let me jump somewhere. So what's the cure for covetousness? Number one, the fear of God. The fear of God. Be content, contentment. Number two. Cure for covetousness, the fear of God. Fear God. Ask God, let me fear God. You know, of us, God has blessed us, but we can't enjoy it. Do you know that's the problem? I was thinking about it this morning. I said, ah. I was just saying, God, you have been good. But sometimes I also forget Sometimes I'm, I'm a very driven person. And sometimes I'm, I'm driving myself. I'm not driving myself nuts. And the Holy Spirit calls me back. I say, Missy, calm down. I want to. I want to. I want to. On Thursday, also, you know, 
so we were supposed to do something on Wednesday and things were going south. I was so pressured. I was, I was thinking about, no, there was a day I was thinking about, ah, God, I need to be able to do what with my children, my children in the university. Ah. I was saying, yes, you can plan with me. But when that planning push you in the place of worry, when your plan doesn't turn into God, I say, God, wow, thank you for this idea. How do we do this, God? Because a good man will live in inheritance for his children. Yeah. But when you get to that place and you, you, you know, if, if, you are not, if you are worrying, that means you are not praying. You can't do the two at the same time. You say, sometimes when I'm saying pray, I'm worrying. Pray long enough. Something will bow. Can I tell you this? The Lord said to me, this came to my heart. He says, pray and study the word till you know better, not till you feel better. A lot of us pray and study the word till we feel better. So at that moment, see, that thing does not last. Some of this experience, like remember what Pastor Tyler said, all these great moves, the idea is to kickstart something in you. You can't start being when friends pray for, for the rest of your life. You have to go to work. You have to go back to your house. Retreat has it not ended. How many of you wish you were back at retreat? That you don't do anything. You just be in retreat. That's great. But God wants you to go and subdue the earth. So he said, told me, pray. You know, you know what we do when we pray till we feel good? So you just stop at feeling good. So you're okay for the moment. Life comes, you fall like a pack of cards. Because life does not bow to your feeling, bows to the knowledge of what you know. So you can actually have just enough and live better than someone that has more than enough. Because it's knowledge. That you will never leave me. That's the scripture. He will never leave me nor forsake me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. So guys, I want us to be a... Pre- when pastors started doing um, um, feed on the word, I want us to be a student of the word. Church, be... be Hey, Joseph said something that blew my mind last week. I, last week said, I've taken reading the word for me is no longer about discipline. I can't do without it. He said it's a part of discipline. Discipline helped me to get but right. I can't. Some of us are living our lives without the word, and you're wondering why you are wavering. You waver. But the only thing that sustains your spirit man is the word of God. And when your spirit man is alive, then he can subdue your flesh. Can I tell you something? Matthew chapter 4. Jesus, that temptation, it was the loss of the eye. The loss of the flesh and the pride of life. So these three things, that's how men fall. These three things, these three things, that is the evidence of covetousness, the loss of the eye. Ha! You cannot see air and like, oh, that's good enough and walk away. I want it. If everything you see, you want, you, there's, a, there's a manifestation of covetousness in you that you have to play out of your spirit. When you engage on, 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 on healthy comparison, you're always comparing Confessiousness is the loss of the eye. Pride of life. You are quick to push your tie to who you are. What I do. What I've achieved. Quick. That's everything. Oh, no, I just think, you know why I just come back. No, no, no. It's not what we're saying on social media. Pride of life. As I said, that, that tool is a tool. God wants to dominate it. See, because go there now. Depression has increased. Why? What? The television that we used to watch that you can change channel now. It's almost like you don't have control because you have control. It's people you follow, sir. But now, can I even say it? Even the believers who are following, it's like, wait, some of them are not even helping us again. What's the balance? The cure for covetousness, the fear of the Lord, contentment. Pathway to covetousness, the lifestyle of contentment. The pathway to contentment or the lifestyle of contentment. Number one, thoughtfulness and choosing never to forget the goodness of God. Thoughtfulness and choosing to never forget the goodness of God. Number two, thanksgiving and gratitude. Thanksgiving and gratitude. Number three, develop it. It's a skill. Learn how to 
caution yourself. Learn how to say no. Learn how to say no to. Learn how to flee. Learn how to speak out. Learn how to be accountable. Practice it. Develop it. Contentment is a skill. Caution yourself. When you begin to lose, say, hey, 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 Missy, come back, come back, come back. God is good to you. No, 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 no. You go to people's house, you don't want to go back to your house. <laughs> Marry people. Your friends take you out for lunch. You go for a buffet. Amen? You go for buffets. And now, every day you want a buffet. And because your husband cannot buffet, or your wife cannot buffet, you, anger is coming. All of a sudden, your face is squeezed like orange that wants to pull out things out of. Guys, a lot of times that we are angry, check it, it's lost. You have seen something, you have heard something, you have felt something. You have seen something, you've heard something, you've felt something. Guard your gateways. Some people I don't, I don't I, there's somebody I don't listen to. I say I can't handle it. Don't say why. I don't want to, I want what she has. I don't want what she has. So please, I love you, I celebrate you, but please, it's okay. No, be truthful to yourself. Be truthful to yourself. Develop it. Number four, appreciate all seasons. I'll take it again. Thoughtfulness and choosing never to forget the greatness of God. Thanksgiving and gratitude. Practice it all the time. Develop it. It's a skill. Learn to caution yourself. Learn to say no. Learn to flee. Learn to be accountable. Appreciate all seasons. The only reason why, even for ministers, the reason why one of the ways God will save you from problem is to learn to say no. It's not every gift you should chop. If you are not, if you are not, if you are not content, you will receive some things that they have bought your loyalty. They bought your silence. Some things you partake of, you can't talk again now. How can you condemn the one you are chopping from? <laughs> How? Hallelujah. Things to avoid. Wow, I'm wrapping up. Things to avoid. Number one, wanting someone's life, wanting someone else's gifts, family, children, possession. All this couple goals. Easy. Yo. Let Jesus be the goal. Because you are not in their room. Have you noticed that now being a couple is an industry, is a product? Let us box ourselves and go outside and smile. We'll collect endorsement, make money. Don't talk to you for five years in the house. But we'll come out for sure. God has said these things to us. God has said these things to us. So wanting someone else's life, avoid it. Wanting someone else's gift, even spiritual gift. So you are here, you cannot sing, but you see Toby every time, God, if only I can sing like Toby. The one you can do, you can sweep church where sweep it. I'm telling you, it's real. Wanting to preach like somebody, wanting to sound like somebody, is a daily battle. I'm not telling you, it's bo- ba- what, what? a battle in it. <laughs> Number three, refuse to resent. Some people you want it so much that you can't have it. So what you, you talk back and this person is not even good. That one cannot even preach. That one cannot preach. No, no, we can preach. You are the preacher of the life and destiny. It's your time to blow. Refuse to resent. I started practicing something. Let me show you something. I said, God, I don't have, a, I don't have an opinion. I started saying, I don't have an opinion. I said some things I don't I guess. I, you know, I don't have my, it's not my business. I don't have an opinion. I don't have an opinion. I started practicing it. And it's becoming my lifestyle. I don't have you know, I see no evil, I hear no evil. Mute some pages, come out some things, swipe up files, in fact, delete the app. I come back when I can't do what I need to do. You need to balance because it's increasing. The algorithms, everything is increasing. The more you promote self, show us all your life. We know your life. We know your boss. We know your children. We know what they say. The more you do it, 
They say it's from people from industry. I feel it for even people in the industry, there's a wisdom because there's a spirit of this age of Jezebel that even while you're doing what you should do, even if you don't, except you are really secured and grounded in the Lord. Because sometimes you don't know when you move over. I've experienced something back end and I'm like, ah, I ran. It's something people I say, ah, if this thing can manifest in your life, sir. I didn't say to him, I came back. I wasn't judging. If this thing can catch this person at this level, it can catch anybody. Don't downplay disappointment. Number four, things to avoid. Don't downplay disappointment. Process with God. You can be disappointed and content at the same time. Did <laughs> somebody catch that? You can be disappointed and content at the same time. Don't downplay disappointment. You don't feel right about something. You feel like God processes with God because in your subconscious, the thing will come and catch you there. Amen? More things, achievements, it is you don't cure covetousness or translate to contentment. Only God can truly satisfy. You think that when God gives you that car, when you marry, you solve your problem. Lies. Somebody say lies. And laugh. Ha 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 ha. Yes. <laughs> so more things, achievements, don't cure covetousness or translate contentment. Now let me say this. The tension between contentment and complacency. Complacency means marked by self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unaware or on or sorry. Marked by self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of true danger or deficiencies. That's complacency. When you are self, you are okay, but you are not aware. You don't want to develop. You don't want to grow. You don't want to believe for more. That's complacency. Lack of contentment is that God has done good. You are on a journey, but you hate progress. You want perfection. What are the synonyms of complacency? Casual disinterested, indifferent, apathetic, nonchalant, unconcerned, uninterested. That's not the contentment you say you have. Contentment is you're on a journey. This is where I'm at now. This is what I have at my disposal. I'm not ashamed of where I'm at while I grow to where I want to be. And I'm putting in the necessary work to grow, to desire. I see good things. I'm not saying now you see, car, I don't want to desire car. You can desire, Lord. I, like Trek, I said, they say you should be content too. So Trek, in, I take you. Car is not my power. I look at car, I rebuke car. No, that's what I'm saying. God wants you to desire. Desire those good things. Well, do not be controlled by the desire to want them. You know that it's a control now that until you have it, you don't rest. Until I eat shawarma, God is not good. True contentment isn't something that we find in things, people, or circumstances. It can only be discovered in our convictions. It can only be discovered in the word. Have you been blessed this morning? Come on, rise up on your feet. I'll wrap up service. Can you stand up please, everybody? You want to go back and listen to this message? Go back and look at that expose about the lust of the eye. The lust of the flesh. The pride of life. Go back and expose. I say, Lord, show me. What? I, I mentioned it in my notes. Have. Look. Lost of the eye. Somebody check your notes. Those of you that wrote notes. I be you're not writing. Just do your hand like this. Where is it? First John 2.15. Go and study it. Lost of the eyes, the Lord. And if you notice it, caution yourself. Some of you lost for relationship and marriage. Not because you want to be married. You lost for it. You lost for certain things. You, you, uncontrolled. you cannot be okay. You know when you know you don't have contentment? It's where you are. You can't show up in the places God wants you to show up. Because you think you need to be something or have something or be with someone to show up. Show up with the gray and purple. Show up with the wig that the, the pattern is like Red Sea. It's okay. Comb the hair beautifully. Start from where you are. Show up with that NYC or with that polytechnic thing. There's a lady that got 
PhD something, broke all the protocols. There is a God. Don't live your life that is supernatural is not real. I've told you, work hard, work smart, but believe in miracles. Do your best every time. Desire more. But let me tell you something, it's only God that satisfies. I'm married now, and I can tell you, marriage does not solve loneliness. If you are perpetually lonely, you'll be lonely with a man sleeping by your bed. Deal with it, identify, maybe I'm lonely. Maybe I don't know how to do it. Deal with it with the Lord. If I have more car, they'll respect me. They've insulted people with car. They all know you at that point, they speak bad. So you're not saying, no, that car is not enough. I need to get another one. You keep upgrading the car to buy respect. You don't buy respect. But you know one that carries you. Jesus was not so angry that they sold him for 30 pieces of silver. I stopped being the I am that I am. He didn't come down and say, hey, me. He didn't even collect land. It's only 30 pieces. What insults? You didn't even buy me. Where? Do you know where I am? If you want to betray me, betray me where now? Uh-huh. Only keys, 30 pieces. You come down on top. Rubbish. And because of that, he's angry. You see, Peter, you will oh, deny me. You will die in that sea. Jesus was not petty. It's not what people do to you or don't do to you that value, value who you are or invalidate who God has made you to be. If it's an issue of identity, let's deal with it. I'm on that table. God is shaking and rocking me. Rocking me where? Say, so, me see, don't, don't you, you think, I love bishops, TJ said, you think God's called me a hey, bishop? Bishop, can I use you? I'm Jake's. Some of us who are so enwrapped in our title. They say, how are you doing? What's your name? Can I meet you? Hi, my name is Bisolua. I know I have five. Blah, 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 blah. We, can't be, we can't be normal. We must push what we have achieved, what we've not achieved. There's an insecurity there. I'm going to there next week. We want to pull out insecurities. How are you, Gongo? Beyond the wig and the smile. Because you can be well anointed and broken and battered on your inside. That's a very dangerous place to be. Because you always say that the anointing is working for people. We say God is cheating you. Because there's something on your inside. And when you leak, know that I am on Joe, God. Fill it up. Come on, talk to God wherever you are. Say, Lord, in this season, expose area of growth. It's an opportunity to reveal deep things on my inside. I will not run away. I will not be shy. Come on, somebody talk to God. I will not run away. I will not be shy. Lord, show me. Is there lost in my life? Where am I? Areas of my life where I'm covetous. You're covetous of the kind of friendship people have. And you're not building your own. Show me. Now begin to thank God for your life. How far has God brought you? I had to remind myself this week. It means God has been good to you. God has brought you so far. This undesirable desire for more that keeps robbing you of thanksgiving. When your desire for more robs you of thanking God is demonic, is covetousness. Any desire for more that erodes, erodes what God has done. Any desire for more that brings anxiety, that brings depression, that brings comparison. Any desire for more that will make you to resent people is demonic. Lord help me. Is it praying? If you're watching online, come on, talk to God. In Jesus' name, I pray. I thought to bring this up. When I see people that maybe wear things that I don't know, even amongst us, I just pray. The ones I can talk to. We're not coming as we're perfect. We're just coming that there's a level of moderation. There's a level of decency. The moment where it's called private part for a reason. Then when all the private is out there and they say, no, the world should not tell. No, 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 no. We have a covenant. And now, for those of you that think clothing is the problem, no. Some of you, the thing that is doing you, we can't see it and it's worse. So we're not elevating one thing above the other. So Lord, as a church, can you raise your hand? Guys, are you ready for this? Church, are you ready for this? 
I can't hear you. Are you ready for this? Say, Lord Jesus, I enroll into the school of pruning. Prune me, Lord. Because you prune the ones you love. You prune me to produce more fruits. Search me, oh God, if there's any evil way in me. If there's any evil pattern in me. If there's anything that I've embraced that will stop me from progressing and becoming all you want me to be. Today, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready for your word. That is sharper than two edged word. That will pierce, that will heal, that will set free. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Come and celebrate Jesus if you've been blessed by that. Hallelujah. You may be seated.